Body count, body count, body count. Yeah, motherfucker. Body count, body count, body count, body count, body count, body count, nigga. Hello, welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast for Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Kelly Wand, who is bringing us a Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning tagline. Fuck Blood Quantum. Let's do a movie that's really on people's radar right now. <laughs> Come roaring back with something to give a shit about. Kelly Wand, that's pretty long for a tagline. Do you have something shorter that might fit on a poster? Yeah, the poster was way too big, so I wrote these. Um, <laughs> finally, a movie that taps into our fears of Belgians. You don't have to. Oh, laugh. you know, okay. You know, hey, hey, well, Ooh. real quick. Kelly Wan, that's educational. I knew that Hercule Poirot was Belgian. Uh-huh. I didn't know that about Jean Claude Van Damme. So my immediate reaction was, what the heck is he talking about? He's oh, I meant Dolph Lundgren. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Wan, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning strikes me as a kind of movie that might merit three taglines. Barely. But maybe the flaw is with me and not Day of Reckoning. <clears throat> day of Reckoning may include more than one actual day. Maybe I should do the lame one first instead of last. You know? uh, ramp I, up. We'll work out the kinks eventually. It's we're still well, kind of new I feel, at this on the, yeah, on the exactly. geologic scale. <laughs> uh, well, I do. I do appreciate you teaching me about Jean Claude Van Damme's nationality. So oh, he's yeah. really he's Belgian. Yeah, so are French fries. And and so's Herc- did you know uh, Agatha Christie hated Hercule Poirot? She called him that little fucker or whatever. <laughs> Belgian. <laughs> I I don't believe that Agatha Christie ever cussed. Please don't try to trick me there. She called him a little withered little prude, or she said something super mean, like, ah, I hate him. Like Kelly, I have a question for him. you. Yeah. Why are we doing a podcast on you? Well, actually, first, let me tell the listeners, uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is a 2012 release. It came out on November 30th of that year. Uh, it opened at number 85. Wow. On that weekend? <laughs> on that weekend, behind uh, Twilight uh, – Breaking Dawn Part 2. That was the number one movie that weekend, the number 85 movie that weekend, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. It only yeah. opened in three theaters, though. That's weird but, it's the same audience, so it's strange. You'd take a lot of crossover there. Yeah. But it did manage to make $3,181 in its opening weekend. I paid 20 for it because <laughs> I own it now. Uh, it is directed by John Hyams. It stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's the Belgian. L- not Peter. Delph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Scott Adkins and Andre Arlovsky. Oh, was he the vague guy? He was the uh, the plumber. Oh, which so here's here's an important thing uh, that the listeners should maybe know. I have watched not all, but many of the Universal Soldier movies. Somebody Kelly heard. Wand has only seen Day of Reckoning. Yes. Is that correct, Kelly Wand? Yeah. So I wanted to figure it out from what I saw just on the screen. And I'll have something to say about that in a minute. But this Andre Arlovsky guy, the plumber, stand by for some uh, cool details about that fella. Oh. Um, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is at 58 on Metacritic. <laughs> That's pretty good. 56% of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are positive. Yeah. Uh, it predates Cinema Score, but it would have gotten a C minus on Cinema Score. Oh, you think? I think so, yeah. Huh. Uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is rated R for huh. brutal, bloody violence throughout. Uh, strong sexual content, what? graphic nudity, hmm. and language. Um, I questioned several of those. Not well, more importantly, 
Kelly Wander, there, is there anything missing that parents should know about if they're going to sit down and watch this at home with their children? I like to think that parents look to me for all their advice, like just on parenting, not even just movies, but like what they feed their kids and stuff. So I would tell those parents, those uh, faithful, um, that this movie is rated PG for scenes with little language throughout. Uh, no smoking, though. That's kind of important. Yeah. No, they're good. They care about their health. I think that's one thing we learned about Universal Soldiers from this movie. Well, there is smoking in the first Universal Soldier, but really? they got that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a sub – not a subplot. It's a character trait in Universal Soldier, the original one, that uh, the, the sidekick character is trying to quit smoking. Oh, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, at a certain point, he takes the cigarette from her, and he doesn't want her to smoke. Well, it works because he doesn't smoke unless. So is Exactly. Um, right, yeah. right. Um, so yeah, Kelly Wand – before we talk about this, this movie, I uh, got a fairly interesting <laughs> That's not what plot. I to do. Yeah, what? Plot? I'd, I'd like, to, I'd, yeah, the plot. I would like you to kind of break down for me the events of this movie in your own words, as you perceive them, as you saw them. Right. Um, well, I'm a writer too, so I like, I'm, I can tap into what this, the writer of this movie was doing, and just ah, translate good. it for civilians. Now, if you were to do such a thing, Kelly Wand, what would it be called? What do you suspect it'd be called? <laughs> Is it a way you're no? You, you can't don't like turn that around question on me. Yeah, no, because I got you with the question first. Well, I didn't ever consider it a hard question. That's why it's interesting <laughs> to me what you'll come up with because well, you'll embroider it beyond, like, with so many syllables that I go, oh, yeah. Obviously, it would be called the Univopsis Soljopsis Day of Reknopsising. Right. Oh, you got it right. I'm so proud. Oh, Sweet. These are the precious uh, years. I grew up so fast. <laughs> All right, so hit us with it. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> I, I will say, so Kelly Wan, part of the reason that we are doing this movie is I saw it, and then I felt like it needed an opsis. So I told you to watch it, which you did, and at which point I realized, oh, wait, we need a podcast if there's going to be an opsis. Right. So what, what you're about to do is kind of the reason for this, uh, this podcast. I didn't miss doing the opsis until I saw Wonder Woman in 1984. And, went, uh, and then I felt uh, totally like I'm not I'm missing my calling and something's wrong. And I don't care if anyone even hears it. Like I have to do it. Well, like a universal soldier in a tunnel almost. I know I speak for a lot of folks when I say we're, we're glad to have you back. So rock and roll. All right. I hope they drive it like you stole it. it. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. Unibopsopsis doppelopsis reckoninopsis. A sleeping blonde chick saw. <laughs> what movie am I in? Ugh, God. Mommy, there's Belgian monsters in the house. Oh, Jesus. Why didn't we stop at zero? Sweetie, what did I tell you about standing in the bedroom doorway all night? Go back to bed, stinky. Mommy's pretty wasted. Here, sleep with mommy. Oh, I'm not interested. Wait, I'm also the cameraman. Guess I'll walk around. <sighs> monsters. I'm not even going to bother to look. Just wash me face. That'll help me return right back to sleep. Wait, why is me cheekbone moving? There, see, sweetie? No monsters in the office. You're just insane. Daddy, look in the kitchen. I hope you'll die there. Stupid universe of Soldier Junior. His oversexed imagination. Here I am in the kitchen. Monsters. Just a bunch of masked people with crowbar. What? So words are all Universal Soldier. Day of Reconopsis. Or whatever Tom said. Ow. Ow. Oh, here, take me wedding ring. Means nothing. Ow. Oh, look. Me bathroom mirror's on me kitchen floor now broken. The opposite of Universal. He listens to his wife shriek. That's right, honey. Piss the eardrums just like you do mine every day. Wait, why are you bringing her and me kid out here? I see plenty of them. One of the mass people takes their skin off. 
what the television's Jean-Claude Van Damme. You were bald in this? Wait, I thought this was a Lundgren. Which one's Mr. Nanny? Yes, uh, my name is Jean-Claude. I play a uh, demented uh, Belgian rapist in this film. Um, it's very creatively satisfying after um, the misery of the time cop and the sudden death and the cyborg and the blood sport. Um, I have much range. Was that always your nose? The dab accidentally shoots the wife and kid. Some words are all 80 seconds later in a hospital. Okay, his spittle seems normal. Um, check his eyes. Yeah, two. Later, in the straw drinking ward, Shelley Duvall has gone into nursing. <laughs> Very good. Straws confuse a lot of actors. Now, how about a bite of yellow sludge? Here, watch me. Mmm, delicious. Now you try. Perfect. Well, Mr. Soldier, how are we doing today? Sorry our window blinds are so loud. Uh, medical reasons. Um, so you married by any chance, kids? Oh, speaking of, this is Agent Gorman of the FBI. He uh, has some questions for you. <clears throat> Hi, I'm an FBI agent, a uh, different character. Um, we need to get your memories of the incident. Have you ever seen this man? He holds up a headshot of Vin Diesel. Uh, that's supposed to be uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, we think he's Belgian. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, used to be a deserter from the Belgian Coast Guard, but got into killing families arbitrarily. So now he's a decorated soldier as opposed to universal. Anyway, thanks for listening. I love you. My card. He walks into a hallway and furtively calls a plumber. Meanwhile, in Ruth Gordon's bathroom, Gerard Butler uses a wrench on a pipe. <laughs> Last plumber charged me 150 just for a new garbage disposal and sex. We're married now, but I hate his work, so I called you. <laughs> Suddenly the plumber hears voices in his head So his eyes cross and he throws up green CG He walks off Hey, where are you going? Keep vomiting in my broken sink <laughs> Meanwhile, in a hospital lobby Just sign here Parfait No, your name Great Close enough And here's an envelope of someone's belongings Universal takes a shine to the cock ring, but misapplies it. He also finds some twine with his name on it that his kid made on a slow day. It says Universal Daddy in beads. <laughs> he goes home and affectionately remembers how his old lady used to wash dishes. <laughs> God, she was slow. At least she was always dry. He pets the stuffed dog. His kid's ghost is all, Daddy? He remembers how ugly his kid was with the bullet hole and puts his face in his hands, cackling. Daddy? Meanwhile, some soldiers, I guess, from the previous movies hang out in a brothel. One of the prostitutes is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Gerard shows up with a gun from his plumber's bag and shoots an old woman at the reception desk, whom I also pretend is Ruth Gordon. Then he shotguns a bunch of hookers while they're trying to have sex with extras. I lean over to the actress who played the murdered mom sitting beside me and go, uh, no offense, you were great, but this movie right now is really jerking my heartstrings. She starts to reply and gets shot. Dolph, who I guess has been listening silently to all this gunfire in his room all this time, walks on screen and kicks Gerard, then stabs him with a hypodermic needle on a food tray and goes, If you want to kill me, be prepared to receive his greatest gift. He buttons his white shirt up. By the way, we work for the uh, government. Your mind is now your own. Also, the uh, shitter down the hall could use some plunging. Um, freedom is yours. He turns into Van Damme wearing a black shirt. Uh, <clears throat> yes, um, I'm, I'm in this uh, film still, apparently. Yes, um, thank you for patronizing my work. 
A misdrawn question mark appears on the wall. Gerard stares at his bloody hands, even though he used a shotgun. Meanwhile, Universal sits eating chocolate pudding and drinking orange juice for breakfast. His cell phone rings. Wheelman, I mean Universal. John, it's me. Your dead wife? Um, they couldn't afford another actress. I need you to go to this address, uh, 42069 Farting Lane, the other one. I'll be right over. He goes to a house with blood in it and walks slowly till he comes to a bed and looks behind it. There's nothing there, but he still flinches in disgust and violently wretches. Meanwhile, at <laughs> the same place two seconds later, he finds a broken picture of some guys wearing glasses and a matchbook that says, for a boring time, call Universal 555. Then he drives to a strip club called Violets. In the parking lot, he's all, Oh, I just realized that I'm limping because of me, Kane. Into the car with you. Later. And put your free hand together for Fantasia. She wants to see your broomsticks go crazy. She made the dinosaurs die. Um, yeah, Fantasia. She's going to dance now. Fantasia, do you know me? I can usually tell when strippers are genuinely interested. Hey, get your hands off her, buddy. Dag it. Uh, why would me, me hands be on her? If, hey, where are you both going? Me rejoined it was only half finished. Gerard shows up and stabs him, so Universal gets thrown out of the strip club. Then he goes to a bathroom and fights Gerard some more. <laughs> Gerard cuts off his fingers, so Universal cuts off his toes. Classic trade. Later in a hotel room with Fantasia... I am Fantasia as the stripper character in this film. You don't remember anything. What's my name? Well, you just said it. Fantasia 2000. The good one, like Blues Brothers and Heavy Metal. He shows her his missing fingers, so she bandages his wrist. Fun night at the club. Oh, by the way, we had sex in the shack funds. You were whatever. Finish the club story. I like where that was going. Uh, I came out one night, and you were pounding this one guy very hard in the parking lot. I was all, oh, wow, no wonder, woman. The conversation loses steam, so he goes back to staring at himself in the bathroom mirror. He scowls. What a douchebag. Suddenly, his reflection turns into Von Dom. Daddy, I'm getting shot again. I'm a ghost. He drives somewhere dub and meets Gorman. Bro, what happened to your fingers? Did Fantasia do that? Still interested. I keep having psychotic visions of TV's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, a lot of our agents have disappeared. Um, what, wait, what'd you say? Meanwhile, in the sewer, Gerard checks his glued back on foot. He snarls cheerfully. His Samoan friends all, Hey, I said good news. I just got promoted from Street Fighter to Suburban Commando. Uh, thanks for watching my near beer. What the? Gerard suddenly starts murdering of all the other Universal Commandos, cheer him on in blackface. <laughs> then they all kick the shit out of the guy. He's a repeat offender. A gun goes off. Von Dom walks on screen. Uh, yes, I'm still in this again. <laughs> he shoots a chair off screen and walks off. The soldiers are all, oh man, he's really bad, and chug some water. Meanwhile, Fantasia and Universal drive to a location. I'll be back in ten minutes of screen time. But if you're not... Then wait another ten. Then I guess drive off. Lap. She nods agreeably and smokes, not really listening. He goes inside and talks to a man with face issues and a barking dog named Castellano. I think the guy, not the dog, who shows Universal footage of himself in a hoodie, forgetting he's on camera. Universal loses interest and goes outside. He and Fantasia drive around randomly. By the way, I was also a hooker character in um, Missing an Action 7. Whoops, I forgot a couple POWs, a couple extra ones. 
be out of be. Suddenly Gerard hits them with his plumbing truck. They play cars, then go to a sporting goods store where Universal tricks Gerard by catching a bat and destroying the store. <laughs> the cashier customers applaud. Thanks for destroying my store, bro, and leaving me Gerard's corpse to deal with. Appreciate it. He steals the cashier's red Mustang for the hat trick, then drives to, guess what, a bathroom to take his shirt off and stare at a wall. Hey, me fingers grew back. Guess Fantasia's smarter about bandage placement than Kelly thought. Suddenly he gets mad at the sink than the mirror, so he drives Fantasia to a forest. They go into a cabin with faces painted on its wall. Suddenly his clone's in a chair <laughs> with a shotgun. Gotcha! <laughs> they all hang and talk for a bit while I zone out and think about Queen's Gambit and King's Speech. When I come to, and that's what a Belgian is, or so we think, or clone, or CG, I don't know. He points to his shoulder. Von Dom lives in here. I'm the clone, by the way, talking. Fantasia vomits in disgust at his shoulder. What do I do about me memories of me wife and kid? They're really annoying. And so are the memories. All right, this is me, the clone, talking. Find Jean-Claude. He'll make you forget him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Universal Tour clone person, I love it. Then you praise Jean-Claude Van Damme. Dame. Fantasia tries to hug their new friend, so he starts strangling her and prepares to stab her with a screwdriver. Universal One tries to help by shooting her, but misses. Universal hands Fantasia a knife and points at his own head. Take it out! Wait, what? Take what out? I'm not, I'm a hooker. You'll know when you find out. She digs around with the knife in his skull, but only finds a loose screw. He hands her the Mustang keys. Now you're free. I mean, the car's stolen. You'll probably get pinched as soon as you hit the highway. Good luck. Universal vandalizes the cabin wall with a bloody question mark, then walks slowly through woods while the music's all... <sighs> he stands by a stream till a PA shows up in a motorboat and putters into the next scene and some armed gunmen. I lean over to the Uzi sitting beside me and go, thank God he got rid of that tracking device. Huh. They find a pit, so Universal descends. The other soldiers walk around a tunnel, nodding at him. What's up, dude? Day reckoning. That's cool. He finds a chair with scary restraints, so he sits in it. Alan Arkin and Orlando Bloom walk in. Hello, I thought this was Argo. Please open your head and tilt your mouth. I mean... Mr. Soldier, I'm no doctor, but according to your teeth and brain, you must be only three weeks old. Oi! Did you feel any discomfort when Gerard kicked you or from saying any particular dialogue in this? Yes. Where? In the head. Oh, your resistance, that's what gives you discomfort. Can you release it? These are doctor things, medical questions, uh... Me wife. Horrible... Okay, those memories are fake, um... Yeah, we thought you'd like them, and also being a widower. They're bad acting. I programmed them that way. Here, this will make you forget your fake wedding vows. He straps Universal's chin with leather. Uh, yeah, the boner's natural, I guess. He turns out a giant drill, stations it next to Universal's eye, puts on safety goggles, and goes, Try to relax! Universal nods excitedly. Alan Arkin drills a hole into his brain. <laughs> Blood sprays everywhere. Ah, still feels like marriage! Deeper! <laughs> Arkin drills deeper, then digs around with forceps. Doing great, John. This is great. Awesome. I'm really proud of you for this. Universal remembers a day in the park where his family got rained on. His eyes cross. He remembers his wife in a bathroom and screams with rage. He bursts free and kills Alan Arkin with a hammer. Then he walks around the tunnels, kicking and punching everybody to death. An alarm starts blaring. Warning. 
Universal Soldier with Hammer Alert Tunnel 1. Except for the cuts to black every couple seconds, he stabs and shoots some people all in one unbroken shot. <laughs> wow. Suck it, Raimi. <laughs> then Dolph slams him through a wall and puts a beret on for greater agility. They shoot at each other for ten minutes, mostly missing. Universal makes Dolph cry by pressing a cold gun against his cheek. Occasionally, there's a shot of them from above, not looking up at the camera. Dolph somehow loses a knife fight with and to his own machete. Universal makes his usual expression and proceeds. He finds Von Dom in a church, staring at a wooden question mark. Von Dom's arbitrarily painted the top half of his head white and the bottom half of his head black to represent universality. Beside me, Brando yawns. Look how fucking fat he is. I hear you laughing, Tom. What's going on? Back to the hospital. You killed me fake wife and possible daughter. Uh, if you believe I did, then I did. I'm still in this. Suddenly, naked Arnold comes out of my TV. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's accent makes him incomprehensible. Also in the movie Fear, I terrorize Reese Witherspoon with my music and think I'll die on the cartaxial roller coaster. <laughs> I'm all, um, pretty sure that was under the Timberlake. Not you. Van Damme takes on Universal unarmed, but keeps finding machetes in the dirt and on the wall that only he takes advantage of. Universal tricks him by using his arm to block the blade. Ah, oh, brilliant. But in the end, Von Dom tricks him by losing interest in being in the film. There is no end. I am not a John. Universal accidentally kills him off screen at slow motion. <laughs> oh, Hoagland. On the soundtrack, some witches yawn. Three extras with guns appear. Hey, where were we before? <laughs> Simultaneously, they doze off. Beside me, Godzilla rolls his eyes. The words are all three minutes later. Universal and FBI agent Gorman park cars and meet in some woods. It's their weekend thing. Boy, you were way better than that last Z actor we'd stitched together. Whew, nice. You killed me family! Uh, wait, what? No, I didn't. But Universal shoots him anyways. The van opens. Another Gorman comes out along with some extras. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until Tom explains that part. Everybody drives off. Universal drives around randomly and forgets how windshield wiper fluid works. He's wearing his bracelet that says Universal Daddy that I guess the FBI guy actually made for him since the daughter never existed. That was very thoughtful. He finally recalls how it took both him and Mrs. Soldier to get his daughter to swing properly. Some words tell me who didn't work on Terminator. The end. <laughs> Kelly Wand, you're killing me. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, it's been so long. That was awesome. Like a baby. Oh, I feel completely vindicated in making you watch and asking you to watch this. No, I loved it. Actually, okay, well, that's what I was going to ask, because so we have one of our listeners, Soren Hogland, has been trying to get us to watch this for the longest time. Yeah. I did not. Here's how I went in. And I was hoping that you would get to do this as well. Uh, I, I thought that this was just a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I yeah. had never seen any Universal Soldier movie. I didn't I, I didn't even know watching this. There were others because I just booted it up on Amazon. I didn't want to look at anything else. I don't want to look at uh, other movies that were recommended. 
and when you go in now, like there's a whole slew of Universal Soldier movies. Right. You showed me your menu, Kelly Wand. Yeah. Um, and I intentionally didn't look at any of that. I just pressed play. The only thing I saw before going in was a picture of Jean-Claude Van Damme, huh. which Spoiler. I was like, yeah, I know this is a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I'm, uh, so I was just not I, – I was confused and delighted <laughs> through so much of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I also really, really like John Hyams for reasons that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but it was only afterwards that I went back and looked up. This is the sixth Universal Soldier movie. Oh, but some of them aren't canon, apparently. Like, some how do of you know are... this? So yeah, so tell me how you went in because I, I do, I, I really wanted you to see this knowing nothing about it. Uh, like, well, I, I, yeah. I feel this, this works best as a standalone horror movie. Uh, oh, does it? Oh, okay. That makes well, me that, curious. I mean, that's how, too, yeah. isn't that how you saw it? Like, you didn't. I guess you well, knew action the sequel. No, no, yeah. But I was really into the action, and I was really. I've said this before, but it's like um, I feel like most mom, most movies care too much about what my mom will think of it. Like they're trying to get my mom to watch the movie, so they kind of like add stuff. But like, so I cherish movies that don't care about my mom at all. And so this is definitely like at the high end of that list of that spectrum but i thought okay i hadn't seen any of the movies either um but i thought he just from the title that he represented the whole universe like he-man or moorcock's eternal champion or that it was just a dub euphemism for versatile like oh i'm the soldier anywhere and i can do anything right. in any environment um so but i know I've... that von Damme and dolph were enemies in the first one so you'll have to explain to me why they're not enemies in this one. Or oh, I have so much to tell you about Kelly Wand. I can't wait to Ugh. explain all this to you. But, but first, I want to talk about this movie, though, as a standalone experience. Because I think it's, it's markedly different from the other movies. Is it? With one exception, which we'll get to in a little bit. But just let's talk about this for a bit as a standalone movie. Um, it now, assumed I knew quite a bit. I, I, well, that's the thing. Is but I like that. I think if you don't know, like it. Watching it, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to know certain things, and I didn't know those things because I hadn't seen the other movies. But going back and watching the other movies, I can imagine that there is probably a different level of delight or surprise at some Fan of the favorites. things in this movie that were just weird and confusing to us. But I liked that weird and confusing. Yeah, like, it's on I, us to I, not watch. Like it, It's for fans. It, but it's for fans, but I don't think you have to be a fan. Like I think you yeah. can go in like me and not even realize it's a sequel and appreciate it as the standalone horror movie. Uh, I don't think you need to have seen the other movies. Uh, if you do, then you'll have a frame of reference for things like Dolph Lundgren's appearance, who Jean-Claude Van Damme is. And here's another thing. The plumber is the main character in the last movie. Oh, uh, I and thought he was a rando. I did as well, which I think is such a weird, fun choice. Yeah. Is they got this random. He never talks. Exactly. They got a random bearded dude. He has no dialogue. Uh, what? What? Like that just seems so weird and random. But they're He was the villain. He was the main villain in the previous Universal Soldiers movie. Uh, huh. So th this what was guy that on. Uh, that one is. Oh shoot! Universal Soldier. The Return, I think. Basket of Buggies. It should Electric be. Electric No, keep going. You'll get it eventually. Let's the see. The Pacifier. I, wrote, I just wrote down number five. Uh, wait, there, there was a made-for-TV one or two. So here's what happened. Yeah. Here, so here's what happened is uh, back in 
so there was a, there was a company back in the eighties that was basically the dispensary of testosterone in eighties movies. A company Carol called Carolco, exactly. Uh, they really hit it big with First Blood and then Rambo, the, the sequel Total to First recall, Blood. I think we and it, well, and well, they, what they did then with by having these two successful Stallone movies Wasted is it on this. <laughs> Well, no, they signed contracts with Stallone, then they got Schwarzenegger, they got uh, Dolph Lundgren, they got yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. They they built an empire around making these 80s action blockbusters around poor actors who just happened to be action star personalities. Um, Those movies but, are funny as shit, though. Like, I cherish them. Like, Cobra well, is hysterical to me. Exactly, exactly. Like, there, there, there's a definite aesthetic fun. to the Carol Co. movies, yeah. and the, it's kind of the exception of the rule with Terminator 2, and that was another big get for them, right. is they got the rights for Terminator. They just let James Cameron do his thing. But yeah. what happened with Universal Soldier is they get Terminator 2. That does great for them, of course, but they kind of want their own thing, so they have this script – and they hire this new guy from Germany who's been making movies in Germany, in English language movies, that he obviously wants to appeal to American audiences, to a wider market than just Germans. Uh, they hire this guy, and they give him his first big-budget Hollywood movie. And this guy is going to make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for them, and his name is Roland Emmerich. Uh, oh. And he brings over his writing partner, Dean Devlin, Emmerich and Devlin together. They went on to do, you know, like Godzilla and Independence Day. Uh, and so Roland Emmerich's first Hollywood movie was Universal Soldier, and it was clearly intended to be it was a Terminator ripoff, basically. Right. Um, he made Stargate, too. Exactly. Stargate that was, was his breakthrough movie. That was his really big thing because Universal Soldier didn't take off. Nearly as well. Then Stargate. Then Independence Day. Then Godzilla. Then eventually, crap. Like and everyone went, okay, this guy's dumb. Never mind. Well, <laughs> the thing Godzilla. is, you say he's dumb, Kelly Wand, but these movies all made a ton of money. Like They're Roland Emmerich was a money machine. Sure. Uh, but he's like Michael happened, Bay, though. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like I don't think there's any, and you can see this clearly in the first Universal, Universal Soldier that he's a terrible filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it's flat. It's derivative. There's no sense of craft or talent in it. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and and uh, Dolph Lundgren are both terrible. It's just the action sequences are, are laughable. But not smoking sounds good. That sounds well, like a good art. And, and and no joke, that's actually a recurring theme for Roland Emmerich mov- movies. Is he oh, thinks really? it's funny to have a character trying to quit smoking, like uh... oh, boy, like it's 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 shtick almost. Um, so what Universal Soldier is? It doesn't even vary that part of it. Like, it oh, no, I'm gonna quit. I mean, heroin. that's like isn't in is it Brett Spine? I forget who in you in. Uh, I know the... I want to watch all the movies and see this. Well, so I I, I, I hope I. I do not want to make you want to watch Universal Soldier because really it's terrible. It's an absolute almost beat for beat Terminator ripoff in that it, it opens with the you know this the it, okay, here's the deal, Kelly Wand, and this is the foundation for Universal Soldier. Vietnam. Uh. A village has been wiped out. All the American troops are dead except two. Hmm. One of them, Sergeant Andrew Scott. He's gone insane, and he's sewing a necklace out of the ears of not just the dead Viet Cong soldiers and villagers, but dead American soldiers. Oh, that's too insane. If it was he's, just the villagers, I'd go fine. Right. Uh, Very inappropriate ear wear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. he snapped, and – White people's ears? Oh, too much. Corporal Luke Devereaux. 
<laughs> stumbles upon him and is like, Sarge, what are you doing? That's inappropriate. But Wasn't this, this a De Palma movie called Casualties of War? It, exactly. It does sound like – well, well, Kelly Wan, this is, this is only going to take about five minutes okay. because what's going to happen is they're going to come to loggerheads about this inappropriate use of, of dead people's ears, and yeah, they kill either. each other. They right. shoot each other to death. Oh. And you think, wow, that was a very short movie, but guess huh. what? A title card comes up saying, you know, what, Jacob 20 Warner. years later, right. and an airplane lands and rolls out this big-ass, like, truck that looks really cool, like it's going to be in some awesome action sequences, <laughs> and it is in one. It's a big military truck, and the uh-huh. sides open out, and there's a lab inside. And inside the lab, they keep all of these soldiers with these goofy eyepieces who are very robotic, but they follow commands, and they can take a lot of damage. And they take down some terrorists at a dam who are holding hostages what? inside a dam. Yeah, some terrorists have taken they over. They had me told dam, and then I got confused. But okay. Yeah, but I don't, for whatever reason, these, these terrorists decide to occupy a dam. Well, you know, here's Time why to call they call the clones for that one because well, here's the. Exactly. They they have stuntmen rappelling down the side of the dam. Like that's the only reason. Wait, they're at the bottom. Yeah, because some of the some of the terrorists are at the bottom keeping guard. So Jean Claude Van Damme and Dolph. They'd be seen doing that by the terrorists. No, like the terrorists would be actually watching the dam. Nope, they don't look up. They don't look up. They've got their backs. Seriously, they've got their backs to the expanse of the dam, and they're making sure no one comes up like the dry riverbed. Only Universal Soldier would be able to scale. Would be able to rappel. Exactly. It's insane. So, the length of the cable would be the hurdle. So what, what ends up happening, though, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme starts getting his memories back about how Sergeant Andrew Scott was a psycho and killed innocent people. Hmm. So he goes rogue, hmm. and with him, he takes a, a, a plucky female reporter. She's the, huh. the sidekick, huh. and she's, the, she's our Sarah Connor here. Hmm. Uh, so he, he brings her along. She's got evidence of the program now. Dolph Lundgren, he has snapped – and taken the whole program hostage, and now he's the leader of the Universal Soldiers, and he's tracking down Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is fleeing with this Sarah Connor alike. This, this Are they both Americans? Uh, nope. It's okay. very clear. Well, Lundgren's, I think, a little bit better about hiding his accent, but it's very clear, and they even at the end of the, the movie, they go back to his childhood home. Uh, and I think like his parents are French. Like they they make it very clear that we're not trying to trick you. We know he's French. We're going to prove it by casting French accented actors as his elderly parents. All right, you're so. off the hook for that trick. Exactly. And of course they're much older because they thought he died in Vietnam. Right. Uh, so what what you got here is though it's Lundgren the is the Schwarzenegger chasing the good guy and the sidekick chick and the sidekick has a bunch of like fish out of water wacky stuff happens like roland emmerich doesn't parts of this are just downright stupidly comedic like mm. when he discovers eating the restaurant there's a scene where oh you know john claude van damme loves food oh wow. he's so he, he wants like like pancakes and he wants a milkshake and he's eating a hamburger and the waitress can't believe it how wacky he's eating so much food he Wait, loves why it. is he eating so much because well, normally they are. I don't get the they, joke. <laughs> normally they're like machines, and they don't get fed. They just get like pumped oh. full of nutrients, and they literally keep them on ice too. There's a huh. thing about how they have to be cooled down. When the hmm. plucky reporter first absconds with Jean Claude Van Damme, he he overheats from the action sequence, uh-huh. and in the hotel room. And yeah. this is the thing too. I'm listening. Roland Emmerich, a very uh, openly gay man. He's an advocate for, oh, for LGBT that. rights. Like, yeah, yeah, very openly gay. I couldn't gay. tell because his girl characters are so 
fleshed out. Well, well, that's the thing is you can tell in Universal Soldier, it has a very homoerotic interest in naked Jean-Claude Van Damme because they get to the, the hotel room and he strips down, cranks up the air conditioner and just stretches his body out in front of the air conditioner uh, while the, the chick looks on. And there's even whew. a scene too where – uh, he has to. Di- he knows there's a tracking device implanted in him, so he has to uh, tell her, "I need you to find the tracking device." And he's all naked, and she says, "Well, I don't know how to find a tracking device." And he says, "Look for something hard." And they <laughs> they make a joke about. Uh, I mean, the implication is that he's got an erection, and she has to explain, "No, that's that's normal." Like he doesn't know anything about. Do, his, do your impression of him say it again? Look for something hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. That was my only follow up question to that. So that's the thing is he doesn't understand sexuality or eating or any of that. Like he's just a machine. He only remembers war crimes. He and only in flashes, like they're they're flashbacks. Right, Um, like this movie. So that is the whole Universal Soldier thing. Is but there's no artificial memories in that. They don't introduce that, and they lose the cooling concept for this movie. Exactly, but Kelly Wand. I don't want you to think that's a plot hole because this is all going to be taken up shortly. Oh, oh, Uh, oh, okay. How many more are are we? Do we have to go through? All right. Well, what happened what is uh, uh, Cutthroat Island killed Carolco, like the the oh, uh, Gina right. Davis, Matthew Modine. They they went mm-hmm. bankrupt. They lost everything. So all their rights got sold off cheaply, and some Canadian production company bought the rights for Universal Soldier and oh, made so. two direct to video movies right. starring no one you've ever heard of. But the same characters. I think so. I didn't watch them because I those. I think I read that. Okay. Well, no, no, you're right. It is that someone uh, plays Luke Gevro named like right. a Matt Berenger or something like that. Somebody I've never heard of. I think he's like a football player. But then um, they retcon those. So exactly. So the same characters, and I think stuff must happen to them because I then picked it up at what would be the fourth movie. Stuff happens. Where it starts – with yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme in a program trying to rehabilitate himself to integrate into society. Like he's, he's cloistered away somewhere with – oh, no, no, no. Sorry. That's the, that's the fourth. That's the fifth There's, one. Okay. The regeneration. One, yes, regeneration. Exactly. Regeneration mm-hmm. is the, the fifth one. The fourth one might be the return, but it's the one where after two non-canon universal soldiers, they get Jean-Claude Van Damme back and they – this one is direct. This one is horrible. Like oh. if if I thought the original one was bad, wow. I didn't even watch the direct to video ones. But this one is directed by a stuntman uh, uh-huh. who has no idea what he's doing. It's it's direct to video trash that happens to have gotten Jean Claude Van Damme for some reason. Hmm. Um, it opens with a lot a of boat. that. <laughs> it opens with like a boat chase. It's got this like generic Rage Against the Machine rock music playing all over it. Yeah. Uh, Luke Devereaux now he's a, he's like a dad and he's got his daughter who he has to save uh, and so it's, like it's a it's a rogue AI plot too. Ugh, I hate that shit. It, and it's so lame. Is so there's a the Universal Soldier That's... program is run by an AI called Seth and Seth uh, like becomes a rogue AI locks down the Terrifying. facility. Terrifying. Seth implants himself as a chip into a bio enhanced body and becomes like Spencer like, Clark Treat. Like what? Spencer Clark treats by. Like oh, yeah, exactly. Like, well, you know what? So it's Michael J. White, who uh-huh. is in pretty good shape. He's a, he's a pretty names. fit fella. Uh-huh. Yep, three names. Um, and he becomes what's called a super Unisol <laughs> because these are uni- universal soldiers are called Unisols right. in these movies. They're good for insomnia. 
So actually, really I was, bad for insomnia. I was thinking it would be good for like uh, uh, cleaning your kitchen counter. Yeah, see, like that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so Do they make it, that joke in a rolling over. No, 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 no. This is the, 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 well, actually. So this one does play. Like this one is so dumb. It's got it's got a bunch of unintentionally funny stuff, but it also it has some jokes that it attempts that completely fall flat. Like it, it it is it is absolute trash. Like at least in Universal Soldier, you can see okay, Roland Emmerich they threw money at him, mm-hmm. um, but this is strictly no budget. It, it's a it's one set. They have a, some pyrotechnics. Um, Maybe he's, but he got brain damage from the money hitting him too hard in the head. It could be. Well, the thing is, I I think, Kelly Wan, this is an example. We are conditioned from John Wick to think, yeah, stuntmen should make movies. Right. They know best. Exactly. Like Stad Chahelski and David Leach. Those guys know how to do – Hal Natum, exactly. But this is a worst-case example of that. This is a guy who has no business directing a movie, directing his Universal Soldier movie, and Even that is terrible. Beyond him. The the one thing I did notice about this – um, it's a lot less, and I don't say this to be derogatory, but just as an observation, it's a lot less gay than Universal Soldier because there's a certain point where they have to go to a strip club to use yeah. an internet connection so Jean-Claude Van Damme can hack into the rogue AI. Uh, uh, and that is very a, straight. Exactly, because the strip clubs have their, their internet connections. I mean that. Yeah, that's like, true. They have the best Wi-Fi of any facility in the city well kelly Wan, this predates wi-fi but they do have like windows oh. 3.1 installed on their computer there right uh so he has to fight the bouncers and go in there but mm-hmm. it allows a, a lot of gratuitous like topless women with implants um that mm-hmm. would not appear in the first universal soldier but the universal soldiers have more... implants too so they're in a way good fits for each other. exactly very good yeah. kelly wand right yeah. right so these four, these first four Universal Soldier movies, the two I didn't see and two I did see, they're crap, not worth watching. Uh-huh. But now let me tell you about Universal Soldier Regeneration. After watching The Return or the one with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I was sure I was in for just serious pain watching this fifth one. Yeah. But the moment it opens, the very first shot, it's just two kids, two teenagers like in a museum – and you can tell that there's some craft with the way the sequence is shot as they're walking out of the museum. And I know you don't know who they are. You don't know what the deal is. It looks like they're in a foreign country. Um, there's no real dialogue. But they're walking through. It's just two kids leaving a museum. And I say kids. They're like 20. Uh-huh. Um, kids to us. The kids to us, exactly. They get out of the museum on the front steps, and this super badass SUV with like <laughs> roll bars welded to the outside pulls up. Armed men jump out, machine gun people, kill a bunch of guards, kidnap the kids, and there's a freaking car chase on the streets of Moscow. Now, it's not Moscow. It turns out this is shot in Bulgaria, but it's supposed to be Russia. And this car chase is not bad. Hmm. And You're picky, too, about car chases. I'm Context. super picky about car chases. Yeah, yeah. And furthermore, and this was a, this I didn't realize – over the car chase, the credits are rolling, and it says directed by John Hyams. Hmm. So John Hyams, who did Day of Reckoning, who did – we know him from Black Summer, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh. He did a horror movie recently called Alone. John Hyams knows what he's doing. What's more, as the credits are rolling, the director of photography for this movie, Peter Hyams. Ah, that's what's going on. But unrelated, right? No, no, father and son. Definitely father and oh, son. Oh, they're brothers. 
Um, like Tom Hanks no. and Sally Field in uh, Punchline, as opposed to Forrest Gump. I'm going to feel pretty silly if they are brothers. I, I'm almost, po- I'm 99% positive that uh, John Hyams is Peter Hyams' son. It's either uh, one or possible. Is possible. Well, Peter Hyams is getting up there. Like he's been, he's been around for a while. Yeah, this movie's from Hyams. 90. What what year was? So uh, so 2012 is Day of Reckoning. 2009 right, right, right. is is Regeneration. So this is 2009. Uh, 92 is the original Universal Soldier. Right. Um, so uh the the movie like Day of Universal Soldier uh Regeneration, uh, Regeneration is it it's not very good but you can clearly see this John Hyams guy obviously has learned from his father uh knows what he's doing. Uh the problem kind of is um there's a it's just really goofy. It's shot in Bulgaria. They've got some decent sets, but you know, all of it's like abandoned factories and refineries and apartment buildings. I'm sure there's a ton of unused real estate in Bulgaria where they can shoot. Um but the main problem is it's a really goofy script and it's really forced the way that it gets Jean Claude Van Damme into it. Because uh. it, so this kidnapping then leads into uh Russian separatists have huh. taken over Chernobyl, Ooh. and they're going to blow up a bomb that will re-release all of the radiation that was contained in, in the melted-down reactor uh, and dicks. devastate Russia. Uh, That's almost they, worse than using white people's ears as jewelry to make. I mean, it is up there, Kelly Wand, as far as atrocities and go. I'm yeah, white, right. so yeah. in a way, my opinion. Okay, what were you saying? So what they want, they want the Russian government to release their comrades, to release political prisoners. And apparently they don't feel that re-blowing up Chernobyl is enough incentive. So they they are kidnapping the prime minister's two children. Um, so that's what we saw in the opening. Are, they go, are the kids going to Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah. They, they all go to Chernobyl and they, they camp out there Radiation with a bomb burn. on the reactor – or on the concrete shroud around the reactor, that's not clear. Um, so in addition to blowing up Chernobyl, they're going to blow up the prime minister's kids. Uh, so, Wait, what's their cause? Political refugees? Political uh, they're separatists. They're separatists. from some fictional uh, former Soviet they, republic. Yeah. They're separatists, and they want their comrades-in-arms released from prison. That's right, I see cause. both sides of this argument. Yeah. Um, so what happens, though, is American soldiers come in to storm Chernobyl – and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't go well what? because the separatists have made a deal with an evil scientist who has created NGUs. Guess what that stands for? Seths? Close. Oh. Next Generation Unisols. Unisol. Oh, so wait, yes. there's an acronym in the, in the other acronym. It's like a Matryoshka doll acronym. Exactly. Well, huh. it's a, it's more of a, a contraction. Unisol is in an acronym, so much as a contraction. But yes, it's a lot of uh, a lot chick. of. <laughs> Sorry, that came out wrong. I see. Your point. So, uh, they're they're uh, the the separatists have created, and and this this main uh, Unisol is Andre Arlovsky, who's the plumber in Day of Reckoning. He is the main Unisol who single handedly wipes out the American troops sent in to free. Chernobyl and oh, the so he's a bad guy in He's the bad guy. He's the main That's bad guy. Yeah. And he single handedly wipes out the troops. And furthermore, 
the American Jarred. government, of course, has their Universal Soldier project. Oh, it's not next generation. So they send oh. in a bunch of their Universal Soldiers, and this, this NGU, this plumber guy, Andrei Arlovsky, he wipes them out as well. Oh, my God. So at this point, Fuck. what can be done? Nothing, I guess right? we should just give up and – Guess you know, what, Kelly Wan? Give up the prisoners. What? Jean-Claude Van Damme is still out there, the original what? Universal Soldier. Wait a minute. I thought he was dead from the first movie, Tom. Nope, times. he was not. No. What? He is but now I... in psychological rehab with a lady doctor in Switzerland. Now he's losing his memory. He's getting mm. old. That seems to be a common theme. He's basically like Logan in Logan, um, and they bring him in for one last mission to oh. save – Russia and the prime minister's children and to go up against this this unisol. This, this Does he remember that he smoked? Maybe if he loses No, that no, memory, he didn't he'd... smoke. He didn't smoke. He stopped oh. the reporter sidekick from smoking oh, oh, from the first okay. movie. Sorry. The scene where they're in the diner before he discovers food, she's smoking, and he his programming is to protect her, by the way. That's his priority. That's is to protect her. And he reads – there's even a scene where he reads the side of the package of cigarettes – but the Surgeon General, and he then connects that with his programming to protect her, and he won't let her smoke. Does he let her eat cholesterol at the diner and their eggs that she's eating? You know what? She's not really interested in eating. She's uh, got business to take care of, so she has to step outside and make some phone calls. Hmm. Uh, he should write medical for her too, just to. You know, well, I don't. We don't know if he's a very safe. good writer. Keep her career safe. That's true. Neither is Clark Kent. Yeah. So that's what that, – and so Regeneration, the second movie, introduces the plumber, and furthermore, the twist at the end of the movie, because sure enough, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he goes in. Uh, he has to inject himself full of serum, which is going to be like – it's like a one-way mission. This is clearly like it's going to kill him. It's, it's going to be his last hurrah. It's him, and at the end of the movie, by the way, he literally like walks off into the industrial wasteland to die. Like that's how the movie ends. Um, so he goes in, but what happens is the uh, the scientist who the separatists had hired for the Unisol program, he goes uh, rogue and he reanimates another Unisol played by <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. What? Yep, that's, that's his, his secret weapon. Oh. Is to whip out Dolph Lundgren and so Jean-Claude Van Damme has to go in and deal with the plumber and Sergeant Andrew Scott, his former nemesis, and and their showdown is actually really really good, uh, hmm. which is more than I can say for what we're about to talk about in Day of Reckoning. But okay. the uh, the regeneration fight stuff is is decent. You can tell it's John Hyams kind of working out his style with his father as his director of photography. But the showdown between Jean-Claude and Dolph is, is actually really good. Um, so what happens is... He dies. Oh, go on. Do, oh, Dolph me. definitely dies. Dolph has a great death scene, too, hmm. by the way. Uh, and not just the choreography, but like the, the little bits of writing that they're, they're... They don't have a lot of dialogue, but what dialogue they do have is, is really good. Hmm. Um, and Dolph dies, so then it comes down to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme versus the plumber. And uh, they Dolph's fight. Dolph's not even the main villain. Right. The At this point, is. Dolph is like a guest star. Yeah. Okay. I think that's kind of Dolph's role in the Universal Soldier movies right. generally. Um, and in Rocky and in Expendables. So at this point, they're fighting over the detonator as the counter is timing down, oh. and eventually Jean-Claude Van Damme removes the detonator from the main bomb, and he puts it on the plumber, who is actually not called the 
plumber in this will only learn he's a plumber in Day of Reckoning. Right. Uh, and then it blows him to smithereens, the plumber oh. to smithereens. Hmm. So that's one way you know you can stop him, of course, is you just blow him into pieces. And Chernobyl. It leaves the hero character. That I haven't even told you about this. There's a hero that's been cultivated all along. You think, oh, he's going to be the next Universal Soldier because he's the one who rescues the kids. You oh. might think, oh, Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme has to go in and rescue the kids. But no, right. he's just going in to disarm the bomb. They have another hero, like a young guy that they're cultivating as the, the protagonist of the movie. And I would argue he could – I think he might get more screen time than Jean-Claude. Hmm. They're cultivating him to be the next hero. And he goes in. He rescues the kids. But – he gets brutally killed by the plumber. So I guess he's not going to be our hero. He's the Ned Stark hero. Exactly, right, right, exactly. Decoy um, protagonist. But guess what, Kelly Wand? The no. twist ending at oh. the end of Regeneration and the mm. setup for Day of Reckoning Gorman. is uh, not uh. Gorman because they have a different actor, but you can clearly tell that I think they were – they want Gorman – they would have loved to have probably had the same guy for Gorman because I think right. that's clearly what's going on as far as continuity. But He's the Mr. So, Nobody of the Universal Soldier. So, so Dolph has been killed. The plumber has been blown into pieces. Jean-Claude Van Damme has walked off into the, the sunset, so to speak. It ends with the government um, coming in to clean up the site, and they're picking up bits and pieces of the plumber um, bodies and whatnot. <laughs> and then it cuts – Their to, work's never done at that area. Well, then it cuts to a lab, and it says Langley, so it's presumably the CIA. Right. And the scientist character goes into a lab, and he goes into a secret facility that requires a key card, so you know it's high security. And we cut to the good guy laying in a bin that they keep the Universal Soldiers in. He's obviously been created, been reanimated as a Universal Soldier, but the camera starts moving to the right. <laughs> And we see another bin who's in this. Wait, he's in that as well. And it keeps moving, and there's iteration after iteration after iteration of this one universal soldier. The one which who failed. In, the one who failed, exactly. But it introduces this idea of replicating people, right. which they will then talk about and which is the, the premise for Day of Reckoning. So everyone in the Day of Reckoning is a clone of those characters. Well, I don't – Except that, the main character. Good question because the only cloning that they play with – I mean certainly Dolph Lundgren got cloned, but I don't think Luke Devereaux is cloned. I mean I think that – Really? He has to uh, I No, like he's never cloned in any of the movies that I saw. Like it's always the original guy who died in Vietnam and was reanimated, um, and I think that's oh. what's going on in Day of Reckoning is it is that same guy now leading this separatist movement of clones who've broken off from the government's – Universal Soldier program because they don't want to be mind controlled. But why is he getting along with Dolph now? In oh, because Dolph record. is just yeah. So Dolph is just a tool. Like Dolph mm -hmm. is uh, yeah. But I meant in the movie. <laughs> no, he's a physics major. <laughs> no, I, right. I do love that. I, I, Dolph Lundgren. You can clearly tell, unlike a lot of dumb action stars, like there's there's some, there's a lot of self awareness. Yeah. With Dolph Lundgren. He's really, really good in Expendables, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, I agree. Good. He's actually the best thing in Expendables. And, and, and Kelly Wan, that too, like when I was watching Day of Reckoning and it cuts to that whorehouse scene, I had no idea Dolph Lundgren was in this. Like that was such a delight uh, to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like, like you said, I, I like that it wasn't explaining anything. Well, definitely. Like, and that's what, and like all this stuff. And there were no jokes at all, ever. I like that too. Never. There's not one joke in Day of Reckoning that I can remember. 
you know, I think you're right. And I like that commitment. It's a fucking action horror movie with zero jokes. It's not about humor. It's not about pleasing. These are like. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Yeah, it is. And I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's a bold choice. uh, We're going to take a quick break for uh, this message from our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Kelly Wand, when we come back, are you ready to play good writing, bad writing? (laughs) Yeah. Where's the good writing? (laughs) You'll you'll see. We'll be back in just a moment. This episode of the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast is brought to you by The Midnight Sky. In this heartwarming tale of love, hope, and redemption, a lonely scientist in the Arctic named Augustine races to stop Sully and our fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. Starring George Clooney, Felicity Huffman, Kyle Chandler, I drink a lot, and David Oyelowo, and introducing Cowlin and Springall as Iris. Don't miss The Midnight Sky, available now on Netflix and where fine uh, motion pictures are sold. But not on Amazon, I guess. And we're back. Uh, Kelly Wan, so good writing, bad writing. Uh, I'm going to give you three lines or exchanges from the movie, and then you have to tell me if it's good writing or bad writing, okay? And then you'll tell no, me wait. why I'm wrong. Well, you might be right, though. Wait, why did you say, is there good writing? Because you, you like, so, no, I was down just, to brass tacks, we both liked this movie, right? Yeah, I did. But I don't know yeah. if it was the writing. But I guess it was, because there were no jokes, and that's writing, right? The guy didn't write any jokes, and I like that, so I guess you're right. Well, it's the writing, and I think uh, a lot of it I is... I like the action. Well, the, the direction, like John Hyams. Yeah. So you, you have seen Black Summer, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. But you so told I, me not to watch the thing it was based on, or the... That it was a spinoff of. You told me not to watch Z Nation. Yeah. So the, what's remarkable about Black Summer? Black Summer is a Netflix zombie apocalypse miniseries. Um, really, it could be a four-hour movie, probably even less, because many of the episodes are like twenty minutes long. Um, but it's directed by John Hyams, and he co-created it with a guy who does a series called not Alienation. What is it? Uh, Z Nation. Yeah. Um, on sci-fi, which is terrible. Z Nation is. It's on Netflix yeah. too, I think. Or maybe. And wrong. maybe you should check it out. Like I've only, it's been, it's got several. There's seasons. so much zombie shit. I can't. I don't even. Black Summer was it. <laughs> right, and the thing is, I watched some of the first season of Z Nation, and it's just typical sci-fi trash. It's made by this studio called Asylum, which made its money from making what are called mockbusters. They just rip off blockbusters. They just they're, they and they do a lot of these like sci-fi. Um, Python versus crocodile movies and shark, the tornado, sharknado stuff. Um, There's just no craft to their movies. It's all business decision Mm -hmm. and just really awkward attempts at trying to be funny. And so Z Z Nation is from that sort of school of let's just churn out trash and make money from it. Um, And then go, oh, it's camp. Exactly. Right. It's so good. Um, And uh, so John Hyams teams up with a guy named – I think Carl Schaefer is his name – who does this Z Nation series, and they kind of – I think you would get people disagree – I think you would get people who would disagree that they actually have anything to do with each other. Um, But the official line from the producers is that it's kind of a prequel or it's set in the same universe, which makes no sense because Z Nation is that camp that you're talking about, Kelly Wand, and there is no camp – whatsoever no and, there's no jokes in black summer either yeah but that seems black to be summer. his thing you're right 
Yeah. It's, it's deadly serious. And, and more important, and this is part of why uh, Black Summer does the, – the, one of the most remarkable things that it does is it doesn't have a budget, and that doesn't constrain it at all. Yeah. Like, like John Hyams Visual gets style. around what yeah. was clearly a, a micro-budgeted project with – and it doesn't – like it doesn't detract from the scale or the impact of what's happening. He manages some amazing crowd sequences using very limited sets and very s- small numbers of people uh, because his style – and I'm convinced he must have learned this from his father, although I don't think you can see this in his father's movies. But what he learned is how to do really intricate handheld choreography with uh, with a handheld camera, intricate mm. blocking and shooting choreography with a handheld camera, where the camera is really close. It's part of the action. Uh, there are long takes, and what he does, especially in Black Summer, he can't really do this in Day of Reckoning, but what he does in Black Summer is he really trusts his actors. Like he yeah. just focuses on them, yeah, and he lets that. them carry a lot of it. Uh, and a lot of them I've never seen before, so that's oh, always I, a fun thing too. Exactly. Most of them I've never seen before, and, it, it, and that's part of its micro budget too. Is it shot in Canada, not even Vancouver, but in Alberta, like in the, in the sticks of Canada? Uh, you know who I think of first when I think of Black Summer? Which character? It's really weird. I think of the guy with the beard. In like yeah, Lance with yeah. the curly hair, and yeah, he looks. You go, this guy is a fucking toast to get zombies. Well, he's a really he is, good matchup. He is, and he is kind of in a way. He's also very scared and timid. Yeah. And there's scenes of him just totally like trembling and paralyzed, like mm-hmm. not even fleeing. He fucks um, up. He gets a cramp. He does so much stuff, and he never says anything. It's all physical acting. Really exactly. Weird. And he gets his own episode in a way too. Yeah. There's a long drawn out episode of just him trying to get away from this one mm-hmm. zombie. Um, and so dialogue is awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that that's what John Hyams really does well yeah. is shooting these shooting action with a handheld camera. In a very intimate perspective, by getting in really close, and what you get in Black Summer is actors who are really good and really comfortable with that. Um, yeah. And in a way, it reminds me of um, – it's almost like war footage or documentary footage, and it's part yeah. of what you get too with found footage movies is there's this sense of intimacy or immediacy. Yeah. It's almost like a stage play in a way because normally when you shoot a movie – the movie's from a consistent presence that's always on the same side of the action. There's this whole idea of crossing the line right. where if you put the camera on the other side of an axis between two points yeah. of action, like two actors talking, it's disorienting to the audience. So movies are shot in a very presentational stale stage, like, like a stage play um, where the camera's always on one side. But when you're doing handheld shots, crossing the line is okay because you're a constantly roving participant in what's happening. Um, And it it, it adds a lot to action sequences like the Children of Men sequence that's from 2006. Uh, Like in found footage, uh, Sam Mendes recently with uh, 1917 did the whole movie that way. Victoria. Exactly. Victoria. Right, right. Um, it's one of the reasons too, Kelly Wan, that I really like that movie that I told you to watch, Let's Scare Julie. Oh yeah. Cause that early on, that's just a lot of intimate 
intricate handheld camera work with a group of actors who are really comfortable not just with each other but with navigating around the camera and with having a camera right in their face. And normally you do a horror movie with a bunch of good-looking kids and they're going to be sucky actors. But I can't Jessica Julie. was your favorite Let's Scare Julie girl. Oh my God. I mean they're, they're all really talented. I mean it, well <laughs> – You know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean, yes. Um, But at any rate, I think that this is a hallmark of John Hyam's unique talent that is on evidence in parts of Universal Soldier Regeneration, but you see him developing it in Day of Reckoning, and you see him perfecting it and getting the resources he needs in terms of Uh. actors in uh, Black Summer. So, uh, See, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't know that he was the Black Summer guy while I was watching it. So I was kind of looking at it. Ah, uh, no, because that's exactly why I watched it. it. Is because Soren Hoagland has told us to see this movie before, right. and I don't know that I. When I, uh, I I referenced something about John Hyam's latest movie to him, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's the Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning guy." And uh, when he said that, I was like, "Oh, that's the Black you. Summer guy." Yeah, exactly. Right. If I'd known that, I would have seen this this movie earlier. So, so here's here's the deal. Or cheated though, in the drawings. <laughs> but what? Well, it was always in the drawings. You know, every every time we had a uh, oh, those the drawings. Missions. He right, right. It was the always there. He was always like, right. "Come on, fuckers!" Exactly. Right. Right. Well, he got us that one time with uh, what is that? Tyler Perry romantic. He did. Why, why do we get? Why did I get married too? Right, right, exactly. And right, right. it made sense by the last shot. Do you remember how it ends? Oh, I remember watching that and the whole time wondering why would someone why the, submit yeah. this to the fundraiser? And then at the very and, end, ah, you. Right, exactly. Rascal. The Dwayne Johnson cameo. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, Kelly Wand, uh, yeah, I think the acting, uh, I, I think that the writing, I think that there is good writing in Universal oh, Soldier it. Day of Reckoning, but. So we're going to do a, qu- a, a quiz right here. I've got three yeah. examples. We're going to see if you can get more right than wrong. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed. All right. All right. Go ahead. Well, first I have to read the disclaimer. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good writing, bad writing is not to be used in any fiduciary, financial, academic, or medical capacity. It's a strictly subjective enterprise based on the perspective of one person with an advanced degree in an unrelated field, but from an accredited institution of higher learning that happens to be Ivy League. Although the findings of good writing, bad writing are negotiable, all decisions are final, official, and binding. All right, Kelly Wan. No medical. What? I, I, the, the legal department said I had to read that. I'm sorry. Here we yeah. go. Here's an exchange, and you reference this in the synopsis. Oh. Wait here. I'll be back in 10 minutes. But if you're not, wait another 10. Kelly um, Wan. Well, I rem- here's the thing writing. about good writing, bad writing. Is some mm-hmm. bad writing, if I remember it, I go, well, it was obviously good writing because it was funny as shit, and I remember it, and it's in the office. So I would assume that's good writing. But when he's – when. Oh. Yeah. Wait, but when she said it in the movie, I went, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I'm going to go with my instinct. My first instinct was bad writing. That's got to go in the opposite. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's bad writing. Bad because, writing. And you actually cleared this up for me a little bit. I was thinking, is that supposed to be a joke? And like, what happens in 20 minutes? And yeah, I didn't get – yeah, I don't get that joke. It, makes, it, it literally joke. makes no sense. No. Like, well, why would he bother – why is that even in the movie? Why would he tell her to wait – to, and then spe- like, why is that back and forth in there? I was bummed she didn't have. Right, you're right. There is a joke in the movie, and that's but, the joke. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing, Kelly Wand, and this is one reason too. It's that, not a joke. Yeah, you're well, right. well, no, I, I don't think the actors know what to do with it. Yeah. I don't think that Scott Adkins, and that guy is a dud, but he's perfect for this role. And yeah. certainly that poor young woman, she was awful. I don't think that they know. Like, it may be a joke, but it, if so, they didn't know it, and they certainly didn't 
delivered as a joke. And I think it's more symptomatic of this movie has no idea and, and the Universal Soldiers movies in general, what to do with female characters. Like yeah, this, but it's almost it, cute. It, it, it well, there is kind of there is okay, fair enough. Like it, it's kind of like oh, it's a look, bunch of incels making exactly. a movie. They got these naked ladies to show up. You got exactly. it out to them. <laughs> but and, but really, they're just like that that barrack scene where they're all drinking whiskey and then a fight breaks out. Yeah. Like that's really what the Universal Soldiers are. But yeah. they wish that they were having like meet cutes and yeah. and intricate and, and meaningful relationships with strippers. And yeah, exactly. Right. Why did he shoot up the brothel? Oh, well, okay, so that's the thing is they activate this new clone, this new John uh, character, and this this one they've given the fake memories because the last one went missing. And they activate him to track down Jean-Claude Van Damme, but they're also in conjunction activating the plumber. Like the plumber is another one of – that's why you see the government agents picking up his pieces. He's another element of this Universal Soldier right, program. Why is the plumber killing? Well, he apparently knows that a bunch of Jean-Claude Van Damme's followers are at this brothel. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I thought so it was literally random. <laughs> like, let's just have a seat at a brothel. So right, right, exactly. clearing up these old things for me. Now no, I, I think it, it's just – like you do remember the scene where uh, Gorman walks out of John's uh, hospital room and says, uh, you know, wake up the plumber or whatever. He doesn't say yeah. activate the pl- – yeah. He calls him in the – he calls him in the hallway. Right, right, exactly. So he is part of the same team that is sending in John to assassinate Jean-Claude Van Damme. But, you know, Dolph Lundgren gets the drop on him, liberates his mind with the injection, and so now he's on their team, and he gets turned against the John asset. Let's see. All right, I followed about a third, <laughs> and that's way more than I wanted. That's All right, well, Kelly Wan. Back to the game. Here we go. I'm one so for one. You've got one point for two points. That writing sounds like. This would be a so win far. if you get this right. Mm-hmm. Uh, John says to Luke Devereaux that during their showdown of his family, you killed them. Luke Devereaux says, if you believe I did, then I did. Uh, Good writing or bad writing? Bad? What's that mean? He either killed him or he didn't. Oh, wait. It's good writing because uh, he did believe him. Damn it, Tom. This game's too hard. That one's such a tricky one. It is difficult. I know. What's your final answer? If you believe I did, I did. Is if you believe I did, then I did. That's his. I think it's good writing, but it's still dumb. Okay, go on. Tell me. Okay. So you're actually wrong. It's bad writing because he did. He did not kill the family. It's a fake memory. Yeah, but Jean-Claude Van Damme's whole agenda is to liberate Universal soldiers from their mind control, from their fake memories. Why would he concede? That okay, if you believe it, I did oh. it. His whole point is to create is to is to free their minds. Why isn't he freeing his mind and explaining, dude, I don't even know your family. Furthermore, they don't even exist. Join me. Because furthermore, John is gonna kill him and then take up his program. Like he's gonna why not keep John Claude Van Damme around at this point? Like it makes no sense. It's bad writing, Kelly Wand. I thought it was like a unicorn made out of origami, that one. Well, you do wonder, like Jean-Claude Van Damme does finally let himself get killed, right? Yeah, that he finally, was suspenseful too. And he says, you know, there will always be a, a John. Like the, he, oh. he thinks they're going to they're gonna keep I, – I, I think can understand he, his Belgian, sorry. 
<laughs> well, I think the implication is he's aware that the government is going to keep sending assassins after him. So he is doing this as a kind of a, a passing the torch, I think. <laughs> so stupid. But it, that's the thing is it is stupid is why – because I mean, I think by here's the, the thing. I didn't know. The, in my defense of my failure yeah. on question two, I yeah. wasn't. I really didn't understand the plot. And you've seen movies <laughs> I haven't seen. So for you to go, it's bad writing because in movie two, Von Dom, it's like that's a little different from the line itself is bad, which is what question one was all about. That's well, but, but, objectively but, bad writing. Sure, but Kelly Wand, a lot of times being good writing or you bad writing continuity. Is, is dependent on, on context. Context yeah. and continuity matter, Kelly Wand. All right. But what if I haven't seen the movie? Doesn't that kind of rig the game? Well, no. I think even in the self-contained universe of Day of Reckoning, where Jean-Claude Van Damme is a mysterious know. presence trying yeah. to liberate the minds, you know, this is – I should have watched this movie less baked or more baked <laughs> so I could follow right, this nuance that you're talking about. You still have a chance to win, Kelly Wand, because here's the third one uh, one. example. One and Here one. Tiebreaker. Here we Very go. excited. Um, at the end, go, the buddy. conversation with Gorman. Uh, oh, this should be uh, easy. John says to Gorman, "How did you know I'd find him?" Talking about, of course, Jean Claude Van Damme. And Gorman this. says, yeah. "You always find each other. You're like dogs that way." Oh, wait a minute, that's terrible writing. That's terrible writing. Dogs don't find each other like that. See, this doesn't matter. This has nothing to do with context. That's just dumb. <laughs> dogs don't find each other. They find their master, right? Isn't that, Is that the, your you know, final answer? Yeah. If you say that's good writing, I'm hanging up. Fuck the reason <laughs> the reason it's good writing, Kelly, is because in movie three, Von Damme uh, quit smoking. No, the and reason that a I, clever reference. I mean, I think you're right, Kelly. Well, dogs don't find each other. That's like that whole dumb thing from Fast and Furious is it takes a wolf to hunt a wolf. Yeah, no, yeah. wolves don't. The dogs don't find each other. But the reason right. I think it's good writing oh, is because it sets up this ongoing idea uh, of yeah, uh -huh, John uh -huh. as yeah. a yeah. pet, as a slave. That was that, that. It recalls that creepy scene, which I think that that scene with Mr. Castellano is great. I love that scene yeah, for how weird it is. It was so good I couldn't write, write it into the opposite. Like oh, I don't know what to do with the scene. It's just this. And um, and you'll be glad to know, by the way. There's no, none of that. There's no precedent for any of that in the earlier movies. Like uh, all of that is that delicious. What the hell is this stuff that? Uh, I think there's more of if you haven't seen the earlier movies. That's another thing. It's like this – the main character in Day of Reckoning we've never seen before, but there's all these references to things he's done, and I go, oh, was that in the last movie? No, 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 no. It was all the previous clone. Like it was – ultimately, Kelly Wan, this movie is an angel heart, but rather ah. than it being him without his memory, it's the previous iteration of him. It was his last clone. John One is the one who killed Isaac and is the one who worked for Mr. Castellano's trucking – store whatever that was and beat up and scarred mr castellano mr. that was john one and all of that self-contained in this movie but the stupid line about you're like dogs that way that you uh, say is good it, it, it recalls because i love that bit with mr castellano where john walks in and mr castellano says <laughs> eventually realizes stupid. yeah no but if, mr. Castellano, he eventually realizes you don't know anything do you you're like him, and he points at his dog. He's just barking wildly. Oh, and angry. all right, that's good. All right, that's fair. So I like that idea. I forgot that, about that dog. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's yeah. good. You're right. I I should have remembered the dog. <laughs> if I'm going to judge writing correctly. And right. I just love how weird that scene is. Like, why does he have? Why does he have 
like TV monitors behind him. I mean, I know they explain that he's watching that Isaac character, but why is there a TV monitor on a toilet? Because like, that's that, how that's... dogs find each other, Tom, <laughs> on monitors. <laughs> they use their nose as a backup. Um, huh. You know, I feel bad that I lost the test, and yet I like the movie more because you've taught me to appreciate it. Well, I do think, I mean, I, sprinkles. I, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it really is another example of, you know, watching this too, I thought, and this is before I'd seen any of the other ones, what the heck is with this production? It obviously, like at first I assumed it was like some Eastern European location, but then when they get to the car chase, I mean, obviously yeah. it, it's shot in the U.S. And they spent some dough. That was better than the Tenet one, stupid Tenet. You heard me. I said it. Oh, oh, prefer- oh, good Lord. No, I agree with you there. Well, that that's the thing, Kelly Wan, is I think crap. not only was it a well-done car chase, but it's a car chase that is really consistent with the other action in the movie yeah. because it's a full-contact car chase with these big, rugged vehicles banging into each yeah. other rather than just cars going really fast. Like well, it's the plumber's car. truck, so he's using his signature vehicle. You know, I mean, like exactly. Like it, it's yeah. two brutes and not like really felt sports cars, which is what Tenet thinks is super sexy. Yeah. Is let's put Denzel Washington's son in a sports car and drive backwards for. I mean, you know, it, it's it's just it's it's brutal and it's messy. Um, I love too. So I I, I have a, a I, I love car chases and there are three C's that are required right. for a good car chase. And they are context, characters, and choreography. Sadly, I don't know that this one really has much by way of characters because I think Scott Adkins is a dud. Uh, Andre Antolov, like that guy was kind of fun to watch, but you don't care for these characters the way you do in, say, Born Supremacy or French Connection. Um, so and the vehicles it, are – oh, go on. <laughs> well, so, so for, for character, I would give it half of a C. What about um, Haywire? Oh, I even you know you guys almost brought me around on Haywire, but it turns out that Gina Carano like do you know she's a trash MAGA person? Yeah, but I don't care. I do though. Like it does. I don't. I don't want to watch her in Haywire anymore. I hated her in Mandalorian after hearing that about her. Like I don't. Uh, Bruce Willis is probably a MAGA for all we know. Here's the thing. I'll watch Haywire again for Steven Soderbergh, not for Gina Carano. How's that? All right, that's fine. Um, but it doesn't. So. The car chase here doesn't quite have character, but it's got great choreography. The context is okay. There's not much to it. But it's really nice choreography considering that it's just shot cheaply on the streets of Baton Rouge. They basically got one overpass to shoot on in a stretch of street. Um, But here's the thing. Uh, When the car chase ends in front of that chintzy like sport i guess it's supposed to be like a wholesale distributor like i i love that they go in there and trash that place yeah like that's awesome the car chase Um, is just the setup exactly yeah so and also that and also that fight is a major story point because that's the part where he kind of comes into his own and that's how he wins the fight oh it's huge like it's a huge contrast too to that bathroom fight with the axe where where fingers and toes get chopped off right it like when he when he catches that bat that's like an awesome moment, exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. movie has earned that awesome moment, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's when I realized actually this movie's good, and I see yeah. why Tom wanted me to watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bat, I go, ah, all right. Right. I'll right. make fun of it in the opsis, but <laughs> <laughs> after the opsis, I'm going to say but, but, things. But here's the thing friends. that I noticed in the transition leading up to where the car chase ends and then the sporting goods store fight start starts. Um, that plumber's truck hits a telephone pole that oh. I don't think it was supposed to hit because you know these when you shoot on a on, on a public 
street like that, like you got to be super careful about what you damage. Yeah. And when those trucks That's what come Hereditary to a, found out the hard way too. Go on. Oh, Kelly Wong. Ah, too soon. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, you hurt me. That was just me. for you, though. That was just for you. That was good, though. Um, but when that when that uh, plumber's truck comes to a rest, it bangs into a telephone pole hard enough to jiggle the lines. <laughs> and they did not – you know, you don't get permission to, to mess with power lines when you shoot on a public street like that. Maybe it was so a I did, pole, I just, though. I love that little detail. Why don't you um, have that, more faith in the Hyams dynasty? The well, I'll, I can tell you exactly why because I rewatched oh. uh, The Relic. I just, as a matter of uh, fact, I don't think I'd ever seen The Relic. that fucking movie. It's so weird. I, don't, I should love, watch that. He loves no, it. I always get it mixed up with The Ruins, so I've never seen it. But it's a museum piece, as it were. No, The Ruins is, is fun. Like, The Ruins yeah, is I like a lot the of... Ruins. Yeah, I haven't seen The Relic. Don't see The Relic. The Relic's terrible. The Relic. And it makes me think, like, I kind of feel bad. Like, Peter Hyams, you know, like Capricorn 1, Outland. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen 2010, but I know Dingus loved it, so for that reason... I like it. I, I'm on board with it. I support Dingus's. But but then he does a bunch of junk like Time Cop and Sudden Death and End of Days. I kind of like Sudden Death. It's kind of like a Universal Soldier. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. Um, it's pretty. It's uh, there's a really good fight with a mascot, a female mascot, I might add, between Von Dobb and a female mascot. Would funny. you say it's well directed? The movie? Uh, I laughed a lot stone when I watched it at the theater <laughs> with my stoned friend. Um, and we were both hockey fans, so we were even, even that aspect of it was interesting to us. So uh, you, uh, I'd feel bad recommending it to you. Okay, well the the problem unless with the you're relic, in a huge Von Dom, like oh Universal Soldier, I got to see more Von Dom. Like you went on a Godzilla tear after King of Monsters, and you're like oh yeah Mothra man, fucking yeah, see, watch I all the old Mothra. Like if you do that, right, I put no, some death in that laundry basket, but. I'm definitely not on a Jean-Claude Van Damme kick. Like watching him in all these movies, I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't think I don't either. I really don't. There's a funny uh, his appearance on on Arsenio kind of killed him for me. On Arsenio, what? Never mind. This is too inside. Okay. Well, but even from his movies, like I've never really seen the appeal. Well, you know, that's not like I can sort of see. I will say he's boring and bland, and his voice sucks. And I don't care about kicking. I don't. To me, kicking is not interesting. I agree. Kelly, I agree 110%. You karate kid. Here's the only – here's the thing that I realized watching Universal like Soldier. like guns. Yeah. In the first Universal Soldier, I realized, no, you know what? He's kind of pretty, I guess. Like he's a right. pretty boy. He's and a there's even – in, in, the, in the, the next movie that he's in, it opens with him in a fight scene, and a bunch of people jump on him, and they're pushing his face in a mud puddle, and they're oh. calling him pretty boy. Oh. That's <laughs> why he's bald and listless. He's trying to I mean, get in this, rid of you, Clearly, see, so yeah, he's trying to like be like the, the Brando esque thing that you mentioned is obvious. Like, but that's the thing too is I think that John Hyams in the Day of Reckoning uh, script like wants it to have this apocalyptic right. apocalypse now Dirty kind darkness. of plot. Yeah, yeah, like going up the river. And he kind of does. They I do know. go up the river. Yeah, he definitely in a weird does. Way. Yeah, I, it was it was like a um it was like a minor Milius, a John Milius movie. Yes, yes, Kelly one, yes. And I'm really and, obsessed with John Milius lately. I watched that documentary Milius. I'm watching Dillinger. Yeah, this fucking guy's got the answers. Like he's just an antidote to everything that's boring me lately about cinema. He's uh he's the guy that gave us Dirty Harry, isn't he? Like Don Siegel, yeah. the original one. But yeah, Don yeah. John he Milius. Wrote the Indianapolis said. speech. And he he No, no. Oh really? He says he did. Spielberg says he did. Uh, I hear various things like, oh, Robert Shaw it. improvised it. and He's a really good dialogue writer. Carl like, Gottlieb wrote it. The scriptwriter for Jaws wrote it. Come on. Really? I don't, I don't know. know. Watch Melius the documentary and tell me what you tell me. If okay. 
They make a good case. Do you know what happened to him? To John Milius? No. He was working on Genghis Khan. He still is, technically. But he had a stroke in 2012, same year as Day of Reckoning, and he he lost his speech centers. Oh, Jesus. um, So, and Spielberg called it the worst thing that's ever happened to a friend of his, including friends who died young. He's like, like, it's the worst thing that can happen to a writer. I did not know that about John Milius. Oh. So he's still around, but... He's not he's not what he once was, but he's working supposedly on Genghis Khan. I don't know how up to it he is. And he's also working on King Conan. Well, with um, with Apocalypse Now, he's obviously influenced young young filmmakers like John Hyams. Right. So and for our benefit. So thank you, John. Here's the thing. His name's John in the movie. Maybe he was named after John Williams. Could be, you know what? I wouldn't put it past these Hollywood types. You or just because he's a, just because he uh, frequents prostitutes, maybe that's why. <laughs> One of those two things. Uh, what did you think of that? Um, so obviously some really good action, and then the great big showpiece at the end. The showcase is that supposedly like one take. I mean, if we if we remember uh, this is 2012, I guess you should cut him some slack. But what did you think of that finale? The uh, I like the doll fight, but you said it was lame. <gasps> you liked the doll fight. A little oh, bit. Oh, I hated the doll fight. I thought it was so No, because it was a machete versus a little tiny knife, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I just thought I, – I mean the thing is – It was is, better than the Von Dom fight. You thought that Oh, the was Von Dom fight was horrible. I know. Yeah, it was terrible. I know. But the thing is you get these young guys like Scott Adkins and Andre Arlovsky and obviously the stuntmen that they cast, and then you get – you know, you're seeing them do stuff, and part of what I'm thinking – Rewatching this movie because I've seen this twice now is that doesn't surprise me. Is Dolph and Jean Claude can't do that like that bathroom scene when they're getting yeah. thrown around? Like yeah. you can definitely tell once yeah. Dolph and Jean Claude. That's a good point. Actually. Scott Atkins is having to pull his punches and sort of pause here and there. Like it doesn't. And the thing is, like leading up to this, this is supposed to be the big showdown. It's one of the reasons, by the way, that I like their showdown in. Uh, Universal Soldier Reckoning in the Chernobyl Regeneration. movie. Regeneration, yeah, is that uh, they totally different. It's, well, it's the two of them, and they're uh, they're the same age, and they're both feeling a little creaky, and it works. Um, right, because they're, they're both the same. The same but they don't even have a showdown in this. It's the Scott Atkins version. Oh, they're never even on screen together in this, which is but weird. The, yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't even think I wonder if they don't ever... like each other because Von Von Dom's not in Expendables. Maybe they have issues. My guess is it just it was an element of the budget. Like this is such a micro budget thing. They probably only had Von Damme on like these three days and they could get Dolph on these two days. Yeah. Not, sure I'm sure right. they would have been willing to work together. Like it doesn't seem like either one of them But is... not to have them fight each other is kind of weird. But maybe it does detract from this carefully orchestrated story that they built up. Well, again, it's Kelly Watt. Atkins and a plumber. No, I mean I don't think they're all – like I, I think if you were to put them in a fight together, like it, it would just look old and creaky. Well, you gotta try. Uh, Plus, you know, look but, what happens. They still are. They're, they're in the fight. They're still. They're fighting a young guy instead. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe they right. look even creakier by, by mean, contrast. Yeah, maybe so you're at least right. Fight each is, other. It's sort of like, oh look, they're too old. Also, they shouldn't be aging because they're fucking clones. So the whole thing's stupid. Uh, they're not clones though. Well, you know what? Oh, Dolph Van Damme's is a clone. You're right. You're right. Van, Van Damme is not a clone. Dolph is definitely a clone. So you're definitely right about. It. But I, I would say, I would argue that Dolph. Uh, is showing his aging a lot less than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, yeah. that man has some serious genes working for him. Uh, yeah. Also, Dolph seemed kind of chillaxed in the movie. Like, he was kind of enjoying himself, and his character was kind of 
interesting and Bob okay. Dom was just a, a Kurtz ripoff like he seemed scowl he seemed really bummed <laughs> about his definitely Jean-Claude Van Damme was out of his element like trying to be a Brando cast. Kurtz definitely doesn't work but yeah. here you say there's no humor Dolph Lundgren I think is like his his church ser- like his sermon yeah is, it kind of reminds me of Johnny Mnemonic oh it is I haven't seen Johnny Mnemonic but his oh, sermon he's really good in that he's really good at he's that. in Johnny Mnemonic yeah Dolph is guess Dolph's what I'm watching tonight you should uh, there's a okay. great Dolph will be your favorite thing in that movie, guaranteed. Cyberpunk kind of turned me off of wanting to watch Keanu Reeves in any science fiction anymore. Um, uh, it, this won't change your mind about that, but <laughs> there's some um, other there's some cute guest appearances. William Gibson is also in it, so enjoy that. Oh, well, you know what? I'll take that. Okay. See. Um, but here's the thing, Dolph. His skin's the color of television tuned to a dead channel. Yeah, that okay, that what? holds up modern technology. Um, this uh the that's uh, good writing. How dare you? Right, it's good writing, but it's dated. No, no, it's excellent. I, I, I think William Gibson is uh, the, one of the best noir writers since Chandler. No, absolutely. Oh, okay. I had no problem right, with that. Right, right, right. Um, so the, the Dolph Lundgren appearances, I think, are inadvertently jokes because Dolph Lundgren is just having a great time. Like that, that yeah. sermon is ridiculously bad. Like I just think it's, it's, it's awful and, and laughably so. It's not trying <laughs> to be funny. That's not a joke. Here's the joke. Yeah. When Dolph Lundgren first attacks um, Scott Adkins yeah. – he sticks his tongue out like he rushes at the camera with his tongue sticking out trying to look like some weird demon mask i gotta rewatch that i don't remember that it's a i can send you a shot because i took a screenshot of it it's it's absurd um is that is that established in an earlier movie that that's his uh his attack no (laughs) that's that's his incoming attack move that's his opening move fuck i would have put that in the opsis we got to redo everything uh, and also That's his really beret, the, the patch he has on his beret, it's yeah. just a piece of white fabric that someone drew a marker, that little question mark with a marker on it, and they yeah. stuck it onto his red beret. Awesome. Like, the beret alone is pretty funny, actually. The beret is ridiculous, yeah. 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 And even like, that, any, any tall man in a beret is <laughs> Kelly, well, I would say anyone in a beret, yeah. That's true, um, but Von Damme wears a beret in Street Fighter, so now it's, there's even more incestuous – you have to wonder is Dolph is Dolph punking Von Damme's Street Fighter character by wearing a beret in this? Maybe I would hope. Yeah, as he should. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch that next too after your Johnny Mnemonic chores. No, I uh, know I, I have no desire to watch Street any Fighter. more. Come on, Van your Damme. video game, dude! Person. I watched three Jean Claude Van Damme movies in a row recently. How many? Oh, I can't. You're ready do to it. join the Universal Soul? Your Seth Soldier isms whatever the what's the organization what who do they work for the government uh, i don't think it's ever said but yeah the, the u.s government yeah so, well, the Langley, u.s government so the cia yeah but now, definitely the u.s government program so is the one is there one after this where the gorman clone thing is taken up and this is I obviously mean, the middle chapter in a larger saga we're, we're coming up on 10 years and here's the deal hmm. uh john hyams uh I think they've already shot a second season of, of Black Summer. Like I know that Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Net, I mean, Let that's me a thing. Netflix. When that's out, drops. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that was happening. And you know, he did a movie called Alone, the the, the horror movie. Yeah, should I watch that? Um, I mean, me yeah, too, because so it's John Hyams. It's a. Uh, I mean, I don't like it but, that much, but uh, it, and he doesn't get to play with. It's it doesn't Lesser show Hyams? off his talent Meyer as well Hyams. as. Minor Hyams, exactly. Minor Hyams. So the thing is, I don't think I don't know. Like, if he wants to go back into the like, I don't know if it's something he wants to revisit. 
Like I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if he's because this, this is so steeped in the culture of getting tough guys to fight each other. Yeah, and, and now they're even the, older. They were old in 2012, and now it's nine years later. Well, and do you do you like cast a new guy? Like I don't. Right. Who wants to work with someone like Scott Adkins? Like you I'm sure the guy's great. Too. The guy's been around for a while. He's done a ton Besides of stuff. Besides Jay Courtney. Way right, different. right, exactly, right, exactly, yeah. Um, uh, so I, I assume John Hyams, and and I actually see like his name. He's been attached to a remake of a Maniac Cop. Like I think he just wants to do what? genre horror stuff. Are you laughing? That's what this Maniac is, Cop? though. Yeah, I didn't know they're rebooting it. I didn't know it was a big. I didn't know Maniac Cop was rebootable. Oh come on! Are you kidding? There've been like three of the movies. You just I saw the Bruce Campbell one. Maniac Cop is actually good. I remember really liking it as a kid. Really? All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think Maniac Cop. You need Cop. to steer me on Shutter more. Uh, you always steer me to good things, but I'm running out of found footage UFO movies. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, there's a limited resource there. Yeah. Uh, I have the worst so. taste. This was actually, by the way, Day of Reckoning is far from the worst thing I've watched in the last, like, even three weeks. Like, I've watched shit after shit after, like, it's fucking COVID watching. So well, this is I actually mean, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, Day of Reckoning was so, like I it really is kind of, my it's an irresistible movie. Like the, yeah. I just have so much affection for this kind of filmmaking. Yeah, and it's dead. They, no one makes these movies anymore. Well, I, you say no one does, but I mean, I this Ooh. is just like a young, talented filmmaker working out his style. And fortunately, he's still working. Like he did. That's true. But I miss these dumb kind of. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like these dumb fight movies. I don't miss yeah. any of that at all. Like I, I uh, love. I do. Well, no, I love the, the like what's replaced this is stuff like the Bourne Ultimatum, the, the Bourne, uh, well, the Bourne movies. Those like, are interchangeable to me. I miss the fucking glory days of just. So what? This. What is it? Do you miss like the 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 star Dispos- power? I miss disposable guards, like just dying. Oh, okay. R ratings, because that, that this yeah. is super R rated, and that's yeah. why I say also this kind of feels very much like a horror movie is. Yeah. And, and you're you're right, and that is one of the funny things when you watch the first Universal Soldier, they have no compunction about just murdering innocent guards yeah. right and left. And these days, I, I agree, uh, like that's just not part of throwaway. That doesn't feel as harmless and and fun anymore. And I'm okay with that to be fair. Like pedestrians never get killed. But I was watching again John Milius Dillinger, and they like run over a chick like driving away from a bank robbery and just show her body. Like they don't. It's I don't know. No. There's like no – that stuff's gone. Like everything's so soft now because they don't want to upset anyone or offend anyone. But it, the subject matter should drive that issue, and it doesn't. They just soften everything willy-nilly no matter what uh, it's about. If well, it's a Johnny say, Depp movie, he won't run over a pedestrian. You say that right, right. Mainstream entertainment is not interested in brutality in the yeah. way that it was in the 70s, and that carried over into the 80s before we realized in the 90s and the 2000s, ooh, this is kind of icky, and maybe we need to not make it part of mainstream popular culture mm. that children enjoy. Oh, God. But it's uh-huh. not a movie. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's, see, that's the thing. I'm not a child, so what's in it for me? What's <laughs> Day of you get day of reckoning. I get you day get, of reckoning. I you get Captain America who never hurt anyone in any of in all the devastation that he's caused in a big fight scene. Like you a get a helicarrier that 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 can crash into a city that was conveniently evacuated, yeah. so you can see an explosion and not worry about innocents getting killed in in this post nine eleven world. That's what did anybody mean. die in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? Considering uh-huh. what was going on in it. Oh, you I watched that it. movie. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> You don't know if I've watched it. No, Dude, I 
Yeah, yeah of course you did. It was Christmas you know what Day. I, you know what I thought watching that It was our Christmas movie? present from Patty Jenkins' screenwriting class. Yeah, my whole time watching that movie was, I cannot believe that Dingus and Kelly Wan liked the first one. It was way better, and it was a different writer, and you nope. told me that. Nope. Nope. What? Same. It was you Patty told me it was a different writer. No, no, different writer, but Patty Jenkins all the way down. Like, it's Patty Jenkins makes stinky movies. Like, she's not. No. Wait, yep. hold on. Yep. Yep. Oh, dude, you, yep. you just opened it up, bitch. All right, listen. Even Monster, her first movie with Charlize Theron. You like It's that. only good because of Charlize Theron. Oh. And, and Christina Ricci's adorable in it, too. But Chris Pine's he, really funny in the first Wonder Woman. He's not funny in the second Wonder Woman. No, no, we can relitigate the first Wonder Woman if you want. But my, I maintain that Patty Jenkins is not a good filmmaker. And for some of you, it took Wonder Woman 1984 to realize that. I, on the other hand, realized it as early as the first Wonder Woman. Hmm. I, mean, I hated two movies. So fuck you. <laughs> That's All a good right. point, Tom. I really feel dumb now. Well, Kelly Wand, <laughs> let me also steer you away from. Yeah. Uh, That's what watch. the podcast should be. Just tell me what not to watch. Well, Go don't on. watch. Don't watch the relic. So, yeah. Peter, right. Hyams, uh, do watch alone. John Hyams' next movie. Rewatch uh, Black Summer because it's what I did the last couple of days. And man, you know, Black he, Summer. Okay, T- Tom, how many times have you seen Rings? Two. That's still two. Maybe better. three. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. <laughs> I knew it was more than two, and two is bad enough. Two is unforgivable. That movie blows. How dare you? I didn't watch Kadako versus Sayako or whatever it's called. Or I haven't gotten around to it, but I will. <laughs> what are their names again? Sayako versus Sadako. That's what it's called. Did are you, you know trying that? to think of Samara versus – are you trying to think of Rings versus Grid? It's the Asian version. Oh, I didn't so know it's that. It's their original names. Not your bullshit white bread uh, <laughs> oppressive imperialist regime version of the, of the ring. Hey, Kelly Wan. I, 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 <laughs> I watched Alice in Borderland with the best of them, Kelly Wan. Oh, dude. Ready? Yeah, what so. should I watch next though? So check out Alone, which is the John Hyams horror movie that, that he did. made that sound lame though. Well, it, I mean, you got to you got to be a John Hyams completionist, don't All right. you? Yeah. Yeah, but I was hoping for something with a little more TNA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Rev Dave Redding. <laughs> Fantasia. Um, Those Fantasia scenes really. Uh, oh, poor tra- Fantasia. Transformed by COVID. No. <laughs> poor Fantasia. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kelly? Wong? She got away. Let's, she lives. Let's. Uh, she lived. Yeah, she got a, a nice ride. She got out a of new it. car. Yeah. Stolen though, you're right. Pri- yeah. Right. Yeah. How convenient was it that a that a really bitchin' candy apple red '66 Mustang fastback rolls up at that moment, right? Yeah. Wait. So it wasn't the cashiers because sometimes after I write the opsis, no, no, it was it was becomes canon in my head and I forget what I originally saw. Uh, nope. All the people run out of the the sports store and they're standing there outside on the curb when uh john and fantasia leave uh-huh. and they walk out in the road as a car is driving up and he stops the car and it's a random guy he's uh he's like an older fella and he's got like a small oh yeah hat. yeah yeah they, uh, uh, and he does i mean him. i gotta say this guy deserves props because he does a, a role like he lets yeah he does the stuntman thing where somebody pretends to pull you out of a car and you over dramatically yeah. fall on the ground Get and roll. Here. but You're he does it movie but he does it on the lawn, like on the soft uh, part of the grass by the side of the road, because uh, I don't think he was a real stuntman. So he drove up, and also he's props, a universal stuntman. I really liked two of the ancillary characters in this. <laughs> Did anyone stand out for you? Where you're like, wait, look, that guy got a line, and he's fun to watch. Uh, the guy that Gerard killed in the tunnel. <laughs> but see, I don't the, think he actually got a line. 
The guy um, that Gerard killed in the tunnel. The Samoan guy. That oh, oh right, right, in the barracks. That poor yeah. guy, he did not get any lines. I don't – you know what? He might have I gotten, really liked him. He, was he might have cool. said something as he's snatching away Gerard's whiskey bottle. The nurse yeah. who said perfect was really good. Oh, that's the thing is I, I did love how in that scene – like that scene when you're watching the movie, if you don't know what Universal Soldier is all about, that's yeah. a really weird excuse for a hospital room. And she's a really weird excuse right. for a nurse. It's like a new and why, hospital. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's like, what is going on with this hospital? And Another I think John face. Hyams is playing up this idea that he's like a baby because she's right. feeding him baby food yep, and she's yep. talking to him like a baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the doctor. And he's comes really in, dumb. And he's really dumb. He doesn't know how to talk even yeah. barely. And when the doctor comes in, he says, conveniently, you were in a nine month coma. Like there's all this gestation language. Right. Uh, just like the Opsis, just like this podcast from the last podcast. It sometimes nice. it takes a long time for beautiful things like Universal. You're the John. But, yeah. What was Fantasia's stripper name? I don't think we actually learn her real name because she says no. It that was my name. joke. Was that was her real name? Never mind. Oh right, right. I see. You were making a joke, didn't right? Yeah, no, making okay. a joke. <laughs> see, these I movies know. have inured you to humor. Ridiculous That's quality. Dis- That's good writing. See, and you just <laughs> skated past it. Very good, Kelly Wand. Well, Kelly Wand, let's. Uh, if you let's... believe that I said something funny, then I did. Okay. What? How did they get a woman with that accent if they're shooting in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? By the I way, I don't know. Well, she wanted to fit in with everybody else in their weird accents. That's you have an Australian main lead. You have Von Damme. You have Dolph Lundgren, and you have a stripper from Bulgaria or or Chernobyl. Chernobyl, Bulgaria. Why would an Chernobyl, American? Bulgaria? government secret project make a british character to infiltrate because it's the only one they haven't covered they've covered a, a belgian and a russian and fantasia who's also a universal prostitute. make a brit yeah so did that guy brit look like anyone famous to you jay courtney but he's not famous he, he looks to me like a, a a british ben affleck Ugh, yeah i think yeah. yeah like a piece of wood yeah yeah, yeah very, very very wooden like yeah that. yeah so which like you said was perfect for the well, you know, and that's what that's what I think they were trying to do in the original Universal Soldier with Dolph Lundgren and Jean Claude Van Damme, because they 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 play it super robotic, yeah. and they're like, hey, if we can get Schwarzenegger to do it in Terminator and Terminator Two, well, yeah, now we're going to do that with these action stars, and yeah, so it plays. But Arnold a, was a laugh, a, uh, a laugh riot from the get go, the first time we ever saw him, and he knew it. That's the difference. Arnold has a self awareness that most of these guys can only dream of and i think that's I don't why he think do you, do you think that arnold i don't think they thought arnold well no you're right they definitely knew that arnold was funny in terminator yeah fair enough and arnold knew he was funny yeah the whole like fuck you asshole yeah and, the, and even i'll be back he gets probably the jokes. yeah yeah <laughs> see uh uh-huh. give me your scott clothes. atkins is dumber than arnold <laughs> i win good writing <laughs> all right well kelly one let's call this a wrap let's do this again with another movie shortly yeah, let's figure it out later, which movie yeah. it is, because there's nothing good that I want uh, to watch. Kelly Wand, are you on Twitter ever? I I think I got hacked or something. Or All right, know. so I, you know what? If you guys are listening you want to know when we're going to do this next episode and what we're going to do so you can watch it in advance, uh, follow me on Twitter at QT3. Yeah, I will let you know what the movie will be because we hate to just spring it on you like this. Uh, these movies are only for people who've seen the movie. So if you're listening this deep into it and you haven't watched Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning yet, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Tell them that you're telling them that at the end, two hours into the podcast. Right, I should have mentioned that earlier. All right. <laughs>
but uh, we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, for, even uh, if you listening. didn't watch the movie and you were completely confused, that does pick like sum up how the movie would have made you feel if you'd watched. We'll it. take it exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Kelly Wand, and we'll see you next time. Tom, who would win, the Unisol plumber or the one from Brooklyn in a fight? Hmm. No? The one from Brooklyn. Um, the plum. You don't remember that guy? The love, love interest, interest guy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's an awesome deep cut. Kelly Wan, that cut is deeper than the one that Scott Adkins got on his forearm within the yeah. fight with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep, plumbers. Body count, body count, body count. Yeah, body motherfucker! Body count, 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 nigga! Tom, kill my wife so I'll fight better with a bat. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, Yes, sir? Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Uh, hey, Tom, Greenland, ready? Gerard, part six.